Hey everybody, you're listening to Hot Takes and Cakes. We're your hosts, Mariah, John, Allegra, and I'm Mark. And we're just four friends getting together. We love to talk about pop culture and eat tasty treats. We hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on social media, Hot Takes and Cakes on Instagram. So should we address the elephant in the room that you are alive, Mark? Yeah, oh, I yeah. am. There's I that. am alive. The last time you heard from <laughs> he was me, so I was on my deathbed, but I am alive. See, I was, you know, on my deathbed, but I'm the only one who has the recording <laughs> machine. <laughs> so I had to record, uh, and I hoped you checked out uh, Prodigal Son. I can't remember what else. I know I said Prodigal Son. I think that was it. You're probably Maybe I said one night in Miami. You, and then you just like Maybe I did. And passed I said, out. I need to go back to sleep. Gone. But I got it published. But then, yeah, that's the last time you've heard. But I am alive and feeling better than ever. That's great. I have like better than ever. I have 3,000% more vitamin B in my body than I should. So I'm just like, I'm not even sleeping at night. I just <laughs> lay there and stare at the ceiling. <laughs> and then my alarm goes up. I'm like, yes, let's go. And I just more vitamin B. <laughs> oh my god! Oh is that bacon? Vitamin bacon? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Literal vitamin B. Vitamin B bacon. complex. That's it. Get all of them. And a one a day and vitamin C. Oh my lord. Just There <laughs> <laughs> <Way> to go. <laughs> wow. This is the most excited and exuberant like, I've ever seen you. You do. Uh, you are yeah. full of vitamin B. I'm jazzed. <laughs> Calm down. I'm Jesus. ready to go. <laughs> Glad to be alive. Cool. Well, well we're, um, we're glad you survived. Yeah, yeah we you. are too. Thank you. I didn't want to have to buy all this equipment myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was... <laughs> yeah. That was is it in your will that it comes to yeah, it does not go to you in my will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in my will, it says you have to stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Re- done. Rename it or something. Yeah. We would have just changed it to like only be stories about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. In the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, that's sad. But yeah, live and ready to go. Ready to go. Well, then let's um, start you off with some sugar, I think. Okay. So for I'm this episode, afraid. we have macarons that I have made myself. I've been venturing. I need a new challenge for baking, and so I decided macarons, which is great. This is like my eighth batch, and they still um, aren't perfect. Hey. Um, but I think they turned out pretty good. No, I like uh, They're just finicky. If anything, yeah. Um, also, it's well, they're still French, raining. so obviously, but they're actually originally Italian. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then the French do a different version of the meringue to make them, but now they're most associated with yeah, with French, France. I believe. Mariah might know more than me because she is a pastry Does chef. Does the word Macron come from French? I always French? thought they is were French, French mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, but the meringue is. Essential for French people. They fucking yes. put in a meringue and everything. Yes. <laughs> like eggs, Come on, meringue. meringue. Yeah. Yes. Egg whites. <laughs> yes. Egg whites. Egg whites. Egg whites. Egg whites. Just like an omelet. Okay. That's going to be a meringue it's omelet. Meringue <laughs> omelet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So these ones are a vanilla shell and then it's a chocolate sea salt ganache in the middle. So, ganache. Dive in there, mm. green with um, the chocolate filling. Mm-hmm. I, was thinking, I, I was feeling a little myself. like we're getting us ready for St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. We're close. I was about to throw some uh, Guinness in there, but then I was like, oh no, Mark wouldn't be able to have it then. Yeah. So, like these are gluten free because macarons in general are usually yeah. gluten free depending on what the filling is, but this is pretty straightforward. So, yeah. Love it. 
dive in. Okay. Uh, the top on these are a little are a little harder than they should be, but the inside's still the right texture, I think. Mm -hmm. Mark, are you not doing yeah, desserts? No. I'm grab one. I'm I'm gonna make sure you. Eat I this will thing. eat one. I'm Do it right now. One. I'm right gonna grab things. one. I don't verdict? know if everyone wants to like hear me chew. Yeah, nom, no, they do. Nom, 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 nom. They're a little dense. Okay. Little dense. Like the ganache <laughs> is dense. The cook is. The dense. ganache is a bit dense. <laughs> um, but no, like the cookie, mm -hmm. a little bit. It's definitely a harder shell, but I don't think it's bad. Mm -mm. Did you let them sit? Mm -hmm. That's how I got the feet. Did you talk nice to them? Yeah. Did you stamp them? Uh huh. Did you pat him on the back? Mm-hmm. Said hi. You kind hey of bye. have to. Hey, bye. Yeah, you I've watched probably a thousand hours of YouTube videos on how to make macarons. Like, it feels like. So you're a master at watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I know all the things mm -hmm. that just have yet to come together perfectly for me. But Interesting. Um, how are you folding in the flour? Um, like the almond flour? Fold in the cheese. <laughs> yeah, I was No, you just fold it in. Fold it in. Fold um, it. No, I do a, in. a third and then two thirds. Mm. Yep. Is that okay. what you mean by fold? Like you just add it in separate parts? Yeah. Well, so or do you I was told to do everything in thirds. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, I yeah. think somebody's just making that up. But I they didn't know like that. so you're when you're adding like the almond flour to the meringue, mm -hmm. like the first one is supposed to just kind of like get it incorporated, mm -hmm. like really slowly, mm -hmm. and then you do another third. Okay. Kind of incorporate it really slowly, and then the final third. Okay, let's sit. Okay, do it. Let thing. chill. Interesting. They so. didn't cover that in my macaron class that I took <laughs> at Williams Sonoma, so I'm a little mad. Yeah, because oh. then otherwise, like it can make the meringue flat if you put right. too much flour because it's so and heavy. if you work it too much too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's why you're trying to just kind of like. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Just like such a gradual incorporation yeah. that the meringue still holds its form. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like a finicky like balance between like knocking some air out, but right. not all the air. Right. Mm. It's called the that's called the macronage. The oh. mixing it all. Did you use meringue powder? No, I used um, egg whites and then egg white powder to help hold it a little firm. That's a trick I've tried on these last two, mm. um, and they've been a little bit more consistent. But I think that's affected the the shell maybe the density a little bit on it so i think they taste well, hard great. Shell. okay as long as they taste yeah good. i think they're great they do taste great i think like i'm interested to see like what other flavors too like now that i mean obviously you want to perfect your shell too but like what else because i love me a good macaron man fig jam is going in i was just oh, gonna say hey i want yo. your fig jam in there mm -hmm. bad he's <laughs> so good fig jam. um so yeah well done well done cool um I've so had these headphones in the wrong way this whole time. <laughs> there you so go. You guys know. That's right. Like, Why does it sound like out? pointing out the, other the same way? thing to yes. me? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these are like fancy without knowing they're fancy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. That's go. a huge difference. Yeah. Hey yo. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're cooking with gas. Now we're here. All right. So which uh movie should we start yeah. with? Well, I'll be honest, I didn't get to watch one of them, so I'll be I'll be hmm. mediating that one, okay. let's say. Well, today we're talking about Judas and the Black Messiah yes. and One Night in Miami, yep. kind of uh, in honor of Black, Black History, History Month. Month. Yeah. Yeah. And since, the Golden since Globes. Since we missed, we had to miss it because 
we were not recording over February. So because of somebody. Somebody was dying. Sorry. Somebody was But dying. I was watching. You were watching February, So that was great. So yeah. watched uh, 1-9 Miami. We can jump right in on that one. Okay. Sounds good. Because that one was released before. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Did that one come out in on, uh, 2020? Or did it yeah, come out? it did, yeah. Okay. In 2020 on Amazon Prime. Directed by Regina King. Regina mm-hmm. King, yeah. And it's based off a play, correct? Yes. Or, yes. And then the guy who wrote the play also helped write Soul. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Kemp Powers. Yeah. Kemp. Yeah. Kemp. Kemp Powers. What a great name. It is a great name. Um, Yeah, and so in, in this one, what I thought was really interesting is you could tell, because there's been a couple, so... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was mm-hmm. on Netflix, and it was from a stage play as well. Mm-hmm. And you could, on that one, you could really tell it was from a stage play. Yeah, like, the adaptation. It was, like, it was like basically just a video of the stage play. And oh. so I appreciated, <laughs> I appreciated One Night Miami. They were able to adapt it into m- movie, into a movie form where it didn't feel like, oh, hey, this would have maybe been better on stage than, yeah. mm. than on oh, film. Okay. But One Night Miami... I thought was they did a really good job, and I think that was that was Regina King's directorial debut. It was, yeah, yes. and excellent. I thought the casting was excellent. So, good. oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. yes, they nailed every person. Yeah, like almost like to the point where I was researching, like, are they related to that? Yeah, like, like that person because like I was their like, their this great, is great grandson. Yeah, and mind you, like I, you know, you see the same kind of photos, so it was mm-hmm. like cool to see like more dimension because you, I don't know, mm-hmm. when you picture like right. Malcolm X, you see the you know the right. picture yeah. or the couple yep. pictures and stuff. So it was cool to see to see them, and it was really well done. I mean, from what well, I and we can we can be honest that Leslie Odom Jr. needs oh to gosh. release a Sam Cooke album. Yes. Oh my like gosh, just no. record all Wait, of Sam Cooke songs. Wait, was that him actually singing? Yes, I'm sure okay. it was. Yeah. If it wasn't, I wouldn't know why. But he should literally release a Sam yeah, Cooke album. Seriously. If you're listening. I was at the record store today and two different people came in and said, where's your Sam Cooke albums? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they were like literally Sam like brought Cook back and they were so like, I need, to, I need to have this on vinyl. Like I need yes. to go like listen to this now. Yeah. So that was awesome. Sam Cooke is so good. Yeah. So the story takes place in February 25th, yep. uh, mm-hmm. 1964. Yep. Which is my birthday. Oh. I mean, not 1964. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, hey <laughs> But February, February 25th. So, you know, just shout out to myself on that one. hey Yeah. But, yeah, so it's Cassius Clay, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I, all, I knew that they all had some part right. in, like, the civil rights movement mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, they're, I mean, obviously all very famous, right. but I didn't realize that they were all friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali kind of ran in the same circle or like hung right. out right. and stuff, but right. I didn't realize like how close they were. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. They just all hung out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think this is a really interesting concept because they really did, in real life, did have a night where they all hung out yeah. together, but- um, the the writer said he couldn't find any like, right. Yeah, we hard don't know what they, facts of what they said. What so they it's said his, or did, like dramatization of what it could yeah. have been. Right. Um, and I thought he did a really good job of like taking who the character or who the people were mm-hmm. and kind of how they viewed the world and yeah, what worlds they were all in because they're all in a little bit yeah. different, different, yeah, different areas of what was happening at the time. Right. Um, and I could relate to it a lot because I in 
college, I worked for a nonprofit. And so like, um, all I wanted to do was like, tell everyone to stop what they're doing yeah. and go join this nonprofit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where they're like, like, shut up, leave me alone. Right. Yeah. Like calm down. So like I could relate to Malcolm X where he's trying to get everyone to use their platform right. for civil rights and to yeah. push the agenda yeah. forward. And I thought it's a, uh, you know, very timely for what's happening in 2020 and 2021, yeah. um, especially with athletes, you know, mm. the whole like with, um, I can't remember who it was, but said, you know, told LeBron James to shut up and dribble when he was yeah, yeah. trying right. to. It was a uh, Fox News commentator. Ah, sure. <laughs> surprise. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so surprise. But um, yeah, so I thought like that was interesting, like talking about it. Like it's not, that's not a new thing. It's always existed in some shapes or forms, but it comes up. And then, like, it gets kind of bashed back down. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it has to kind of go through cycles of coming back up. Hopefully, this time it doesn't get bashed back down. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was, uh, this was a hard, this was like a harder movie for me to process than Judas and the Black Messiah from just like everyone looking at it for different perspectives. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, especially Sam Cooke, where he's like, no, I am helping. I am doing things in the community. Right. But he's not necessarily being vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, in the same way, like Malcolm X would be, or. Yeah. yeah. Or eventually Muhammad Ali, where he's you know, yeah. super vocal about everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Very bombastic <laughs> character. And yeah. Stuff. And then, you know, jump around being a little bit more quiet, going about his business kind mm-hmm. of thing, kind of seeing things from, from both sides. So. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to process. And I think there's like, there's, like the point is like there's no one right way. Yeah. Um, but there is like you gotta put yourself out there mm-hmm. and for what you believe in. Kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I thought that way like that last song oh my gosh. the ending of the movie with yeah. Sam Cook singing Sam's was just certain. like tugging all the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting about that is that that's the one thing that they moved in history. Oh really? Um so he actually had did that performance and wrote it like two months before oh, okay. their meeting. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it obviously made, you know, cinematic sense to right. have that be uh, a post yes. that meeting. Um, but, but it shows, I mean, that it was, it was all happening in that moment. I mean, it was only yeah. a couple months before for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and while the, the meeting, the details, right. Is fictionalized yeah. by Kemp that, it is clear that after that meeting, I mean, Muhammad Ali changes yeah. his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, joins right. the Nation of Islam. Jim Brown uh, retires Tires. from NFL football mm-hmm. and goes in the movies. And then um, Sam Cooke continues to that, but then tragically Sam right. Cooke dies within that year Right. Um, in a whole other podcast related. <laughs> um, maybe we could dive into yeah, that. Yeah, deep dive. True time. <laughs> um, and then obviously and then Malcolm, X. Malcolm X, yeah, yeah, a year later. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's well to look back on that time in history. I mean, yeah. just to have a snapshot of like, oh yeah, there's all these things are going on, mm-hmm. and and to see, yeah, like what and I and I think for Malcolm X as well, right? Because I think I don't in my experience growing up, he was always presented. Now I grew up in a, an extremely white <laughs> area of the Midwest. Indiana's what? white. Yeah, Indiana? it's weird. It's weird. Um, and and so Mal- Malcolm X was always presented as the more, which he was the more like vocal and militant in mm-hmm. the sense like he was like, hey, we're going to fight back. Obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. was went the whole route of like full nonviolence. Yeah. Um, both of them got shot, if you didn't, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> um, and so I thought it was good to give more layers to Malcolm X. Yeah. You know, that it's, 
Yeah. Um, in his fight, him approaching it different than MLK mm-hmm. uh, wasn't bad or good. It was just a different approach. And and compared to like, hey, how should we respond to this? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then him talking to these athletes, you know, being like, hey, our athletes, you know, pop stars, yeah. and saying, yeah, kind of. What can you them. join? Mm-hmm. And and even that struggle, right, for like Muhammad Ali, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to join the Nation of Islam. Is like, am I not going to eat bacon anymore? I'm not going to drink alcohol. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. This is more, you know, more than just the civil rights, but so I thought it was cool that they yeah. explored all And this those. is yeah. really the first time I've like learned anything about Malcolm X, like hmm. more in depth, just because, yeah, yeah. um, like I said, he was, it was like MLK and then Malcolm X was like kind of like the bad version of the civil rights thing is like how it's yeah. presented to That's me. How, yeah. yeah how it totally. Presented. Um, I agree. And then when like, but I will see the you know, black af- activists will like quote, Malcolm X, and so like mm-hmm. there, obviously he has like some things that are like really good and positive. I was teaching, he did a lot of good stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. With his time, of, I know Colin Kaepernick like quotes him and uses him as a model for some of his stuff from yeah. a, you know society change perspective. Right. Um. And so it was really interesting to start learning a little bit about Malcolm X through this, and that makes me mm-hmm. want to learn more. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think what I really liked uh, is similar in similar vein as that John is like I appreciated that these main icons of in history you know that they were one just like seeing them overlap right because you see them when you learn about them or when you read on them they seem so isolated in their own like almost like time zones or like not time zones but like places in time but then seeing them overlap and then also seeing instead of just this kind of two like two-dimensional of just like what the history book is telling you or what that particular article is telling you or whatever it is I think the movie really gave a more three-dimensional and humanization of each of these characters um even in the little ways that they would like say things you know like seeing Malcolm X or sorry seeing um Muhammad Ali like you know in his 22 year old like version of himself and just be like bouncing up and down all over the place because that's just like who he was but like you don't see that when you read about him in the history books of like his significance as a, yeah, as, a yeah. as an icon you know mm-hmm. so just like seeing that visually and then same thing with Malcolm X like seeing the the humanizing of him too because again I would agree like in my upbringing he was kind of painted as the black sheep of the <laughs> that was a bad analogy but you know what I mean like he was painted yeah. as like the black version of what not to do yeah. in this ver- like what's not right to do in the civil rights movement but whatever like so it was cool to see him be humanized. It's like, this is his internal struggle, yeah. you know, and like him calling on his friends for like action. And this is how I'm doing yeah. it. And I'm passionate. Like, see me, see me, see us, see what we can do. And so I'll, I say that to, it was just a really great way to see like in this writing as, as fictional as it was, like these people are human. Like it's yeah. a human struggle mm-hmm. that they're, you know, and we're all about it and all that kind of stuff. So that was, I really appreciated that piece of the movie. So, yeah. Mariah, mm-hmm. thoughts? No, I mean, it was really, really good. I mean, it's nominated for three Golden Globes mm-hmm. yeah. um, this year. And I think it won AFI Movie of the Year award already. Um, I will say, I mean, for, I think the moment I actually, I mean, I was triggered real early on. Mm. But um, the Jim Brown encounter in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because you uh, knew, yeah, it. You knew that that man was not <laughs> right. Genuine. Like yeah. you could right. just tell the whole time, just mm-hmm. waiting for the shoe to drop, right. and then it dropped so hard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it almost left you waiting like 
oh, maybe it's not going to happen for like that, that, yeah, that like yeah. sliver of a second. Yeah. And then I was just yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just pissed off again. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was just, ugh. yeah. And I, yeah, I um I think he says it later on. He's like, and I have to say that I completely agree, like just with my life experiences, the ones that like the people who are kind of like nice to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to your face are the more terrifying racists to me than the ones who are just straight out like I hate you. Yep. Yeah, I right. I can I can handle those people. I can't handle the people who are nice to your face but you know, hate you. Yeah. Like those are the ones that are more dangerous to mm. me. Yeah. Um, and it was just, I've never seen that on screen. Yeah. Like said, just so directly. Yeah. And so that was, I don't know. I that was huge to yeah. me. Yeah. That was a very, cause I was like, that's true. I think that's all the time. You could see that scene just like echo into like now, which is so unfortunate. So unfortunate that it's still something that, I mean, they could have been talking in a hotel in 2020 totally yeah. having the same exact conversation absolutely right. i think that's easy to forget especially like when a lot of these again these historical figures in time you see them in black and white photos and like stuff it seems so long ago like mm-hmm. that was only in 65 yeah like right. that's not that all like long ago and no. that, i mean it is a long time but it's also not a lot has changed so it's even more frustrating yeah and that i i think that thought like pops up a lot whenever I see these movies come out and they're like, Oh, we're going to do this. It's about the sixties or even like with juice and the black Messiah, like, Oh, it takes place in seventies or Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I'm like, I think it's good because I like, again, it's showing a side of history that I wasn't taught in school. um, And I get to learn those kind of things and see how stuff was. But then um, because it is in the past, it's so easy for people to be like, well, that was then instead of like, Right. Oh no, that's still right. happening today. So like, I think, yeah. um, except for Black Klansman, like th- that did the the best way. Where it was like, hey, here's a story from the past, and then at the end of the credits, it was all YouTube yep. clips from Charlottesville, right? Like that happened, like hey, the, pre- this, the previous this, year. Yeah, this is happening. So it's like, hey, this is like that happened then, mm-hmm. and it's still happening now. Yeah. And so I think, um, so I, I'm torn a little bit on like. I like being able to to learn and see mm-hmm. something from a different perspective, but also like I don't want it to like let us off the hook. Yeah. To right. like I mean, we're pretty introspective people and like we talk about oh, this yeah. stuff, you know, on the regular basis and those kind of things, but I you know, I'm in HR at a large company. I know much where people do not have these type of conversations <laughs> for fun on the regular. <laughs> right. right. So, um so I, I I get torn with the the media stuff of all right how, how do you tie the two can we start getting some more you know movies made that are more present so we can see what's happening now mm-hmm. or does it have to be in the past so that it can get made because it's Hollywood um, yeah I mean like they're not gonna greenlight something because it's, well uh, so. yeah I think it's even a bigger conversation of having more comprehensive civics courses in schools sure right. um, totally because history is written. By the white man. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry it is. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And people who are upset by that, um, just don't listen to the rest <laughs> yeah. of this podcast. That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Might want to skip this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just, it's true. And that's why some people are like, you know, they know Muhammad Ali as the boxer or they right. know Sam Cooke as the singer, but they don't know them for their civil rights right. contributions. Mm-hmm. And that's because... It's you know, it's ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that part yeah. isn't appealing yeah. to white America, I don't think, because then they have to look at their own ugly past. Yep. And that's why I think Absolutely. these stories have to be told 
like not just on the big screen, but also in the classroom. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, I listened to a podcast called Pivot. This guy, Scott, um, he is an economics professor, but he's like, honestly, he's like, the world would be better if people took more civics courses. Yeah. He's like, more comprehensive yeah. civics courses. Yeah. He's like, because like it, it gives empathy, like it shows the mm-hmm. way other people live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it gives you a way to connect with people, not just you know through pictures or social media or whatever like it gives you a real comprehensive view early on and uh, i think that's just i don't know i hope that's what these Mm -hmm. movies are doing yeah 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 Yeah, i think they're so important because they are they're helping us understand the history that we've had that hasn't been taught Mm -hmm. and and they're also helping like dispel other people who were around in the 60s and and now 40, 50 years removed, they look back and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad or it wasn't this. And then it's like, no, we need to tell these stories to be like, no, it was this bad. And we need to remember that. And we need, for those of us who didn't learn about it Mm -hmm. and continue to not learn about it, I think these movies are a great way to, it's kind of funny. It seems like often things start in Hollywood and then move to the classroom, right? Like you have movies and then yeah. it makes it easier for, for it to then be brought up and, and taught. And so it's really, I think it's yeah, really important um, with these, mm. this, this whole last year, I mean, just a round of movies that have come out have been really, I mm-hmm. think helpful and, and have helped me understand a history that I wasn't taught and, or, or that I was, misled on or mistaught, you know, and right. can go back and look at characters or look at events and be like, oh, wow, no, that's, that's what was happening. Yeah. And, and we, we presented it in a much different way. Yeah. So, or even things like this, like I had no idea that one night in Miami, they all got together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Never heard that in my life. Yeah. Nope. That was, I was like, wow, that's not, awesome. Not part of that chapter in my history books. No. no? And I think too, sorry, just on that piece, like I was thinking about like, I was reflecting on like my history, like my experience in school, like almost a lot of the, like the juiciness of like the rich history of anything is, I don't know, Mark, you can probably speak to this, but like sometimes it's just glazed over because you're just trying to get it to a test, right? You're just trying to (laughs) pass the test, pass the course. So how much of like the actual like meatiness about mm-hmm. like the empathy for humanity, the people that lo- that are different than you, and like the history, the, what actually happened in history, and why you should care about it now and its relevance to you now is lost by because you need to just pass this t- course, right? Yeah. Which I hate that piece as well. Like, yes, the white man, <laughs> white man has definitely written the history books, and so it's way watered down. Um, so it fits nice and tidy in a narrative that they would prefer, and then combo that with the way our public school system is like structured too, of just like. They're, how they're all graded and they need to get you know past these certain tests and that's yeah. it for for funding for whatever mm-hmm. it is like it's all kind of backwards right so i'm thinking like okay more civil civil courses yes but like also just even like more these i think these movies now like now that i'm not in school having platforms for conversation now like past this and yeah. in more enriching of your learning and continuing that just past school so mm-hmm. not relying school for your main history, but getting it out elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, you, you talk about this kind of stuff in your pop history or pop culture class yeah, that you teach. Definitely, and uh, and then I have classes specifically on practical theology. So we try to bring up 
issues of the day. So, so try to, in in maybe in college more and more and more that happens because you're in an environment where you're like, hey, let's really think about this. Sure. Like, yeah. let's process and you're this. outside of your like family nucleus for the most part. Right. So like yeah. you're getting exposed to stuff that yeah. your family would not have exposed you to. Yeah. So it's opening the door a little yeah. bit. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk. Are uh, any other final thoughts on Miami? Check it out on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yep. Highly recommend. Definitely yeah. worth yep, watching yep, for yep. sure. So then uh, let's talk about Judas and the Black Messiah, which is on HBO. HBO Max. And it's, uh, I think it's made by HBO, right? Like it's one of their like, I think so. Yeah, direct I... release. Um, yes. I mean, I know it's a Warner Brothers mm-hmm. movie, so I think right. it was kind of so, one uh, of those yeah, yeah. ones that could have come out of theaters. Yeah, but... was going to be in theaters, but then got pushed to their network. Yeah. Another based on true events. Yes. Of course. Right. Something I definitely had never heard about before never. my entire life. What, the Black Panther party? I know, No, I didn't Black Panthers, but the, the Fred. About Fred Hampton Fred and Hampton. his story. Yeah, I just, I mean, just in the last couple of years, gotten familiar with his story. And and the whole, the Black Panther story is just a really interesting. Yep. Um, and it started in our backyard. Interesting is a... Uh, is an interesting word, maybe a, a downplay. <laughs> uh, really sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, started in our backyard. In Oakland. Yeah. And uh, and then as it spread, but that it was really interesting. There are a couple things um, technically about the movie mm-hmm. we can talk before we get into the thing. Um, I don't like, like, I love Martin Sheen, right? Mm-hmm. But like, couldn't they find just an older actor to play? Jagger Hoover. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. why do you have to get an old actor and then make up him to look even older? Yeah. Like, well, I'm pretty sure there's think, old people out there that look like Jagger Hoover. I think that are also on his resume, actors. it says, I can only play a president. <laughs> yeah, or director of the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, director of the FBI or president. Like, those so, are someone super important. Super narrow. It's like yeah. he's great but, and his voice is great, but it's like, I just, when I was watching, I was like, ah, oh, man, I. I because he's almost too recognizable mm. yeah. that you see him and you go, okay, this is Martin Sheen in makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not like, I mean, this is not oh, the West this Wing. Is, this okay. is J. Edgar Hoover, yeah. right? Like, right. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, why? I did like his like, accent, though. Like, I think he did to. like a good job with the voice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Because when he was on the phone, because <laughs> yeah, we did the phone stuff, it was like, <laughs> oh, that could be yeah. Hoover. Yeah. But it just, just, it didn't flow naturally. Oh, for sure. Because like, oh, like, you could just have an older actor who also can act. Um, so I thought that I was just that that was a, an interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, when you sure. have so many actors that aren't like, I mean, they're well known, but they're not. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know that tier that of like echelon. everyone right. knows who he is. Yeah, it, it does kind of throw you off. I think. Yeah, and they might have like needed him as like a name to get the movie made. Yeah, because sometimes that's the case where like they have everything else cast, but unless they have like a big name attached to it it won't be enough to get it over the hump to get it to green light. And so... Um, kind of hate that. like, we have Martin Sheen in this. Yeah, so, like, um, got I can't remember, what, like, I the movie I'm... Crash, like, from forever ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, with movie. Don Cheadle and, like, everyone, yeah. like, uh, highlight cast. Everyone is signed on except for one person and does not a green light. Brendan Fraser signs on and immediately greenlit. Yeah. Because at the time, Brendan Fraser, whatever he did, yeah, m- made Just money made at the money, theaters. Yeah. Which is so funny because so, not that's not him now. It was <laughs> so short lived. <laughs> yeah, no, it, he had like a good decade, oh, decade, did. like fifteen year run of just like making money because he had all the mummy movies, all the mummies, yeah. Yeah, George of the Jungle, obviously classic, <laughs> obviously. But so, um, so maybe that was the case for this. They needed a name, and so Martin yeah. Sheen is 
I guess I would yeah. just assume that Daniel or Daniel yeah. Kaluuya yeah. would be enough. Would be enough, especially you would just assume. what he's doing. And like recently. Keith Stanfield um, from Atlanta. He's in Atlanta and yeah, also yeah. in Get Out. Yeah. He is um, phenomenal. Yeah, they're both phenomenal yes. actors. I mean, they, and that was Plus, a really, that was a really interesting um, acting, like, because, and just him in his storyline of him being the the Bill O'Neill who was the informant, but mm-hmm. also a part, like, like, so I thought um, uh, Stanfield did a good job of, like, he just can visually, like, with his face show you, like, that he's nervous or that is, you know, or he's trying to, like, act yeah. hard because he's trying not to then figure out who he is. Like, I just thought that were, those were brilliant casting of, of the two kind of main leads. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, look, he's, he's so good. such a great actor. Yeah, and Jesse Plummer did a good job mm-hmm. in this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like another great cast. Yeah. He never ages. No. I feel like he's he was always been 42. <laughs> right. He's just, he's looked... This yes. age, yeah, like his yeah. face, yeah. everything has been everything. the same yeah. for at least the last 20 years Since that I he's can 12, remember. He's looked this way. He truth. has, though. But he will continue to look this way until he's 72. Yeah. So, so that'll be good for him. You know, he goes I guess that's ways. true. But he's he's <laughs> really so good. Jess Plemons is really good at at being like like a creepy nice person where yeah. it's like yeah. you, you think like is he kind of being nice right now but even when he's nice you're yeah. like no yeah no i always think he's on. the piece of shit person i'm like as soon as i spot him in on. something i'm like he's the piece of I shit i just always see him as landry from friday night lights so <laughs> that's just how i <laughs> oh, see i didn't him. watch friday night <laughs> lights oh, always as landry so i'm like landry's on the screen <laughs> oh no you know i'm like he's about Why to be a narc so he's about landry. to be an asshole <laughs> like he's about to be a racist yeah sure absolutely that's or he's gonna murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Or he's gonna, yeah, a serial mm-hmm. killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So good. So those are those yeah. are the top three options. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Those are what he can play. Um, but he does great at all of them. That's yeah. for sure. So um, yeah. How'd you guys feel about the movie as a whole? Yeah. Um, I'll say I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, this one to me, I think I was more angry mm-hmm. <laughs> after mm. this one. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a story that is kind like in itself familiar, at least the stand, like yes. the layout, like mm-hmm. cops use right. this per this like yeah. this person who's down on their luck or like maybe has made bad choices mm-hmm. and then uses them to infiltrate their own community and like the struggle mm-hmm. ensues. Yep. And it's that's infuriating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's also I do love um this take on the Black Panther Party or just like, I don't know, it's, I think it was informative, but like, I, I have, I've never thought of the Black Panther Party as like a bad mm. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think this kind of, like to me, I still was not like, yeah, I think they were very fair in their depiction of yeah the party and mm-hmm. or at least yeah. these, these people, I was say characters, but I mean, it's based yes. off real people. Real so people. Right. Yeah. I think they were very fair. Um, yeah, because it, it shows really you. Good. It I shows mean, you like the good that they did as far as like providing meals and safe place for kids and all that kind of stuff. But then it also shows them like the violent side of them as well. Um, and so it it it's it's both. You know, it's it's not one or the other. Yeah. Like there's good, there is bad. And so I like that they they put it out there for you to see. Um, but like, are they a 
terrorist group that's the biggest threat to the United States. Yeah, other than China nerp. and Russia. <laughs> yeah, in the 70s. Definitely not. No. Um, no. And then, so then it's like, okay, over, like, the reason why it's such a heavy-handed response is because they're black and they're trying to upset the status quo and right. Right. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's, like I think it's... Um, unfortunate where the black because the black panther party how it started was just like a neighborhood mm-hmm. watch to protect their own people from police violence yeah and it started here in oakland and um they we at the time had open carry and so they would carry their guns around and not use right. them but just carry them to yeah. like basically yeah. intimidate police to not harass anybody right um and then Reagan signed the uh, no open carry. Freaking Reagan. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the interesting history, right? Is mm-hmm. that uh, California had had some of the most open gun laws yes. in yeah. the late '60s, and the Black Panther Party occupied the state house. Yes. Um, with weapons, mm-hmm. and Reagan and the NRA backed uh, the the strictest mm-hmm. gun laws. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens. So far, right after that, and it, yeah, it highlights the double standard. Yeah, absolutely. Of, <laughs> Of the of the it's of this you know champion of the Second Amendment, yes. right? Like we want the Second Amendment, yeah. except if you're black, you're not allowed to arm yourself because that's because yes. it was you know obviously the Black Panther Party, like Malcolm X, was presented the same way yes. growing up of like oh they're the militant, they're the mm-hmm. violent, but it's like uh, they armed themselves just like yeah. other people armed themselves, and and guess what? One group has never been called a terrorist group in the yes. United States, right. the KKK. Yeah, right. It's true. So it's like, yeah. Well, you know, I think that's uh, highlights. The, there's a rapper, Killer Mike, um, from Run the Jewels, and he's he's black, and he he's just like you know he's like I have weapons because my oppressor has to have weapons. Mm-hmm. 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 He's yep. like if I you know if I didn't need them I wouldn't have them. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like goes to the same like yeah. the Black Panthers wouldn't have gone around with guns, or I think been so violent and been like if. They didn't need to. People weren't dying in the streets every day. Yeah. Legitimately. Right. Yeah. Like right. just being killed. So right. it's like, but now because they did, because they're standing up for themselves, then the government's just like, oh, well, mm. you yeah. know. You took it too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As in you tried to change how it was. Yeah. So. Right. Um, yeah, Trying but, to change. I mean, we could talk about <laughs> the, the history on it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. If you want like a really good, like succinct, um, like, version of kind of gun rights in America and kind of how it started yeah. with this, with the Black Panthers starting and the NRA completely changing their views and having basically a coup within their own group to become what they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to More Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have an episode, I think it's called Guts. Um, and it's all about the- On the nose. On the, on nose. the nose. And they do a really good history, um, very neutral, just like here is the facts, here's what happened. And I thought it was fascinating. Um, so yeah. if you want to learn more about that, check it out. More podcast, perfect. more perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've mentioned that podcast before, but yeah. that specific yeah. episode will give you insight into kind of like that. Black Panther Party and and whatnot. So because that was helpful. And then one thing, like when I was watching the movie, one thing that I when it ended because I knew knew where it was headed and knew the ending. Yeah. Um, which is extremely tragic yeah i i wished in the movie i didn't feel like they connected me to fred hampton like yeah. i didn't feel like it's all about bill <clears throat> yeah it was there and i knew and i heard them you know and um shaka king the director and others were talking about how like how to balance that like not give too much mm-hmm. screen time to the villain <laughs> and the yeah. uh, and the hero but i think like emotionally they didn't like 
I mean, I was already attached to Fred and that, like, but I feel like the movie didn't like lead me into more. Mm-hmm. Like, had a couple things with Fred behind the scenes and that, but I would have loved to see a little more yeah. to like to get to that culminating last scene to be like, oh, really feel the emotional weight of it. Um, yeah. For him, I felt like, oh. You Do know, you think but that's because maybe they didn't know enough? Hmm. So maybe, they, yeah, because so yeah, they didn't want to kind of they didn't like, want to guess in. because yeah. it's such a heavy like yeah he's such a big figure and Absolutely. like and he was only twenty three twenty two 22, 22, yeah. yeah yeah so That's maybe right. like they just didn't know enough mm-hmm. to yeah. be able to articulate or right. be comfortable right like adding to and his rather story. risk getting it yeah. wrong and like mm-hmm. basically like not doing his memory right right just not <laughs> which is wild to think you know if he's but he's twenty two when he's yeah. uh, assassinated essentially. Um, yes. the you know, and then from the you know, one night in Miami, Muhammad Ali is 22, 22. and he's just beginning <laughs> yeah. his like yeah. his civil rights stuff. But by 22, he was so like yeah. influential and in powerful, yeah. um, from the civil from that from that right. movement that the government deemed that he needed to be assassinated, right? It's like, that is insane. So, well, and it, and it shows really that rock the boat, yeah, it shows that fear age. from yeah. Jagger Hoover, too, because yeah. it was obviously the. The armed, but also then the Black Panther Party and and Fred Hampton particularly um, was very vocal with um, like communist Marxist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it was like, hey, we are going this yeah. route. Which, which you know, the That's... white FBI agent was terrified of that right. in yeah. the sixties, seventies, and so it just yeah, all of those fears and prejudices mm-hmm. all came together yeah. to just and it's easier for them to kill tag people. on to like oh it's communist so like they're no not question. even a person then so. right yeah oh communist we can just kill them and everyone's like okay yeah 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 it's like no like and yeah so there's that it adds that layer kind of to um the story where mm. like you know maybe with a uh, muhammad ali or obviously mlk like they're not using they're not using marxist language yes so they don't get that, but you know, at least for MLK, he's still labeled a terrorist yeah. too. So what are you gonna do? Like, right. Well, and I think that's kind of the um, like with Malcolm X and Black Panther Party. Like at this point, they were damned if they did, they were damned if they didn't. Right. So it's like, why not? Yeah. So then it's like, what do we mm-hmm. think is the quickest way to affect change? Yeah. Yeah. Like the criminal behavior, or yeah, the radical, you know, violence or whatever. It's kind of like, well, peace has not worked right, yeah. ever in their right. history. So why, you know, we'll try something else. I feel like, again, it's so, uh, unfortunately, it's a mirror image of what had happened this last summer, yeah. mm-hmm. like in 2020. And it's what has continued to happen. It's like, you can, I don't know, people can only take being treated like shit for so long right? before, you know, being nice only gets you, well, so far nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> so it's like why not be violent like yeah i mean when it's you have not, nothing else to lose it's yeah when the system's set against you we're like even if you play by the rules there's right. no way for you to win right then you have to break the right. rules right um and then it's you've opened it up to anything yeah and so then it can go to violence yeah. it can go to wherever because yeah. it needs to be outside the system yeah yeah and they obviously i mean like broke some rules but i would also say that they it was mostly in defense like yeah right they were often shot at first mm-hmm. before they returned fire right yeah. you know so it was i mean again not um claiming any perfection on that side totally. but um but that uh, you know it wasn't like you know the 
um, IRA in Ireland, right, yeah. where they were like openly bombing people, yes. and that, right, like, right, like there was more of we're going to arm ourselves to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. and and we will shoot back if you shoot mm-hmm. at us. Um, but and and just the, I mean, the whole idea that that would have been like, like we have to stop this group at all costs, yeah, to just like kill you know several people for for no reason like that you you i mean couldn't have a legal basis for mm-hmm. it was like we can do this just to keep this community from getting equal rights like i mean yeah. like what like, it sounds so insane when you yeah. like boil it down to what it really right. was right but mm. it's it's wild so i'll get another you yeah. another movie like giving me insight into something that mm-hmm. i was not taught in school Right. Um, and so opened me up to learning learning yeah. more and um I, I appreciate it. It's definitely worth the time to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 another one that is difficult because it's there's no clear cut like good guys, bad guys, it's like messy life, like there's good, there's bad with um, you know, several people in it and there's like mm-hmm. some people that are just like pretty much all bad. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but um and then seeing Bill be put in that position and then him being choosing himself and you know being selfish right and setting up everything else yeah um obviously weighed heavily on him and that last yeah. scene in the movie is oh man just like hit you in the gut yeah yeah so it's nominated for two golden globes as well um so daniel kaluuya is nominated for best a- or actor in a supporting role mm-hmm. but mm. the lakeith he's not nominated what i know yeah i know because his am i surprised not really (laughs) but (laughs) um yeah his acting is so phenomenal i mean obviously like daniels is great yeah we know that he's a great actor we all know this. We all know this. Stop rubbing (laughs) our face (laughs) but like lakeith i was really kind of like taken aback i was like oh yeah i really thought he would have been nominated even over Mm -hmm. like daniel kind of like yeah sure but for sure for like best male lead, yeah, I thought Lakeith would be, but he wasn't. Mm. Mm. Maybe they'll fix it at the Oscars. Probably not, but never know. Yeah, they have a chance. You never know. <laughs> if people, so if people make enough of the stink during I hope the Global so. Globes, sometimes they make they make it fit errors and they yeah. they switch them. Yeah, um, when it comes to Oscar time, let's hope. So we can only hope. Did this really uh, this time around for uh, Sundance because it was um, virtual. Oh. Right. Anyone could kind of go to it. Oh. So you could get like oh, tickets. I so I tried so hard to get Judas and the Black Messiah like mm. tickets online, but they still limited them. I'm sure they limited them because of the production companies are like, hey, we oh, don't want you. Oh, for sure. Because I'm sure Sundance would be like, yeah, we'll sell a million tickets to this. <laughs> yeah. It's all virtual. No problem. So so they still all sold out in like one day or mm. two days. And um, But I thought that was actually cool. And I wonder if Sundance and some of these film festivals are going to explore that more like you don't have to come to utah (laughs) and um (laughs) to see these or to be a part of these premieres you can uh so it'll be interesting to see if Mm. film festivals use some of this kind of technology and open things up to to more people and more global audience that'd be great yeah because i think that's the great thing about um at least these two specifically being released on larger platform like streaming Mm -hmm. platforms right is that not a lot of people would necessarily purposely go to the theater to see this. Yeah. 
But yeah. at home, at home. Yeah. it's like I already have HBO Max. Right. You're not getting a ton of new content, right? right. Like all the time. So it's like, and why you can not? stay in your PJs. Yes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> why not watch these films so i think that's it's i think it's a good good timing on that as well because this time last year i don't think as many people would have seen these movies unfortunately um and i don't even know if they would have made it to like large theaters they would probably be at the independent theater and then if that's the case they only show three movies at a time yeah and so you have like even if it comes out that day like in sacramento we never get like the indie movies at ours on the day it comes out it's usually like a month later so you have to check back every week and right see if it's there and then it's there for two weeks and if you missed it you missed it so Mm -hmm. this is a much better way to you know expose people to really great content Yeah. yeah i agree cool there we go. Yeah. So definitely check out these two movies. Heavy um, shit, man. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I will say that's I'll right. add in uh, one that's on Netflix. We didn't we didn't talk about it because um, yeah. it released way last year. I didn't like I missed it. And it was finally like mm. when we're all like on lockdown. It's like, hey, check out these movies you may have missed in the last yeah. year or whatever. But Eddie Murphy did Dolomite Is My Name hmm. um, uh, Netflix original. And it's also a like a biopic movie oh, nice. about this guy. Um, and it is really funny it's really interesting about kind of the entertainment industry at that time and um he's basically credited with being the godfather of rap um and he was a comedian and he'd he'd rap his comedy and that's kind of how it started and then he made his own movie um for his like for black audiences at the time they're like no one's gonna see this and he's like people will see it and he basically like put every dollar he was in to create this thing and it and he like would take it to a town, like with himself. Yeah, like be yeah, like, hey, we're gonna show, show this, this tonight at midnight because yeah. it's like <laughs> super X. It's like X-rated movie, like yeah. at the time, so yeah. like now R-rated. Right. So um, mm. definitely not for kids, but if not you want another, if you want another movie that's you know celebrating Black History, a little bit lighter, because um, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, um, but still really interesting and showing another side of history that like that's not my culture. And so getting a sneak peek into it um, was really fascinating. That's awesome. That's cool. Dolomite is my name. Yes, sir. There we go. On Netflix. Prime, HBO Max, Netflix. <laughs> Cover them all. I'm sure Hulu has something that is, <laughs> Hulu needs to step up their, they really do. their game. Or at least step up what they're promoting on their front page. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. really? This is the best you got? It's Tentacles? It's so hard to Tentacles find Tentacles is the best you have. <laughs> so true. Gosh, so terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but hey, thanks for uh, joining us. And as always, I'm Mark. I'm John. I don't even remember how to do this. <laughs> I'm Allegra. Mariah. And you've been listening to Hot Takes and Cake. Woo!